you Ein Siedler. My name is Adina Arhire and I am excited to introduce to you the fourth and last part of Madhu's podcast series that focuses on burnout. Can we actually prevent burnout? Can we safely say that burnout means something different to each and every one of us? What if something as simple as taking a few minutes toward the end of the day to get in touch with our inner self can reduce the sensation of burnout and feeling overwhelmed? I invite you to listen to Madhu's podcast and explore this topic with us. I have, I have a trick. I yeah. Have a trick. I make mental notes of the moments in my life when I felt fulfilled and happy and the things that I do that make me fulfilled and happy. Obviously, I'm not thinking of scenarios where I'm making other people miserable, okay? Because someone being happy doesn't excuse making other people unhappy. And maybe think of those moments. Try to think, okay, what is it that made me feel like that? And how is it that I can place myself in that environment or that situation or around those people or around the things that I do that made me feel like that? And maybe... That could be a hands-on approach, so to speak, instead of like um, thinking about it. Because just thinking, I don't think it's going to give, um, I, it hasn't given me an answer really. Just that, because it's going back to that ideal image that you were talking about. That doesn't quite do much. It's just a perception. That is definitely a good way to start. Okay. Um, so that is definitely a good way to start. I've, I was talking about stabilizing people and, and, and helping them getting back in touch with their resources. And, and this for me is one way to do this, to, to look at the end of your day, to look through your day. And, and, and when, when people really out of touch with themselves, happy is often a big word. So I've, I've encountered that, like I get the question, what is happiness? Like, really, what is happiness? It won't even, like, I don't know. I just, I'm blocked when I hear that. I'm like, but what is happiness? It's like, it's like, you're crazy, Adina. There's no <laughs> such thing. Like, you've got to suffer, girl. That's what it is. I'm serious. Like, I've heard that so many times. Suffering is going to get you to know who you are. And I'm like, okay, then go ahead and suffer. <laughs> So this is actually a good example for for people who are who have not yet started. I think the the, the road to to their own contentment, let's say, um, when when they still believe in so or, or or feel that suffering is important. Um, and so um, to 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 give people easy access to the resources, what what I suggest is. Do not frame it as happiness because, it, as you just made the example, it's, it often puts people off. So how I phrase it is, so what is it that you might be able to be content with? So when, when you go through your day, look for the tiniest moments that you might say, ah, I might be, I might be able to be content with that. And it's really the tiny moments like, oh, I took time to make myself a cup of coffee or, oh, there was this wonderful cloud on my way to the office or there was this butterfly or there, there was this person on the train 
and we smile to each other. And so it's those tiny, tiny moments that actually give us a sense of fulfillment. Usually we don't notice them. So they can give us a sense of fulfillment and also bring us back in touch who we are um, when we start recognizing them and when we start acknowledging them and appreciating them. And it's nothing big, not at all. So, oh, this two minutes on the phone with a client and it was a really nice conversation I had. And so I encourage my clients to do this at the end of the day and really write it down or even take like a minute each hour to sit down and reflect Oh, what were those tiny little moments I could be content with in the last hour? Um, so this brings me back in touch um, with my own, what is really there and, and what really um, satisfies me or, or gives me. Imagine how, how scary can that be for someone who hasn't like looked at a tree in so many years, for example, like looking at the little things it it already requires a certain state of mind or a certain emotional state and yeah. you'll probably be like if i go outside and i tell you my gosh would you like the sky is so blue and the trees are beautiful for someone i mean and that has happened too it's like what are you a hippie are you are, what is this are you going to go hug a tree? What's wrong with you? And <laughs> Yes, you, you're hitting at a, at a really crucial point. So when people um, sit, sit in my practice and, and they come really exhausted, really no energy, they are cynical, and they are on step two, three, four, or five of the 12 down on the road to burnout, then... And I asked them, so what, what are the little things that, that you might be able to be content with? They have no idea. They, 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 they are not able to, to mention any, anything. And then it's my job to actually lead them through the day. Okay, how did your day start? Uh, I, I, I got up as usual. Okay, how is usual? Tell me what it is. Okay, could this be something you could... Con be content with and then they go like yeah, yeah it wasn't bad like, did, okay did you enjoy but, your cup of coffee <laughs> right yeah exactly exactly but but the um it's the earnestness and and the appreciation that in their life that life can be so dark that you're not even able to enjoy a cup of coffee and then to help people Find those little sparks and moments where, and it's not even that there's light there, but it's not as dark as it was before. And, and, and that is then with small step by step that, that helps them to get in touch with the resources again. If, if you're down the road to burnout, life as you perceive it, it's just darn dark. And there is no silver lining on the horizon. And, and this is what makes burnout, and then if, if you're further down there, 
um, depression, this is what makes it so vicious because it's beyond, well, get a grip on yourself. It's beyond, come on, look at the sky, how beautiful it is. It's beyond all that. All that. And once you're in those dark corners, um, the, the, often what friends then say, oh, come on, get out, have a drink and relax and, 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 and let's watch a movie and you will enjoy it. No, you won't because in those dark corners, you have no access to any light at all. It's just cold and dark and awful. Is it possible to, to pull yourself out or you really need someone else to do it? Once you're really dark there, uh, once you're really down there in the dark corner, someone who really, who is able to appreciate you even if you're in this dark corner and to appreciate your darkness and, and to embrace you with your darkness. Like metaphorically speaking, I'm not embracing my clients. Okay, so pretty much all you need is love. Um, yeah, but it's 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 kind and reduced and it's soft. It's not it's not the No, I'm not talking about love in the necessarily in the romantic sense. I'm talking about just Yeah, I I I guess I I'd rather call it appreciation and acknowledgement with all that is there. And with not not with the intention that it needs to change, but with the with the intention of acknowledging it and and opening up this space that all this darkness is able to be and acknowledging that it's really, really painful. Because once you're in this darkness and you come from this performance place, you have um, you think that you need to be able to pull yourself out of it. So, but what, what you really do is you drill yourself further down in, in, in the black hole because you feel that it's dark, you feel that you're not able to appreciate the tree or the blue sky, and you know you should be able to appreciate it. You know you should be performant, you should be, yeah, and it, and it increases the pressure, and this pressure just pushes you further down the hole. Okay. So then, then to be with someone who is like, oh, wow, this is, that's, that's, a, that's not a good place to be. To take pressure off, at least for the hour or two that people are with me, and then help them to find this one spark that still might be there. And if we don't find it in this session, we will find it in the next session. What's one thing you, you like a, a small thing that you really enjoy doing? I have like this morning routine. And I make myself a bulletproof coffee. <laughs> so I mix my coffee with coconut oil <laughs> and I put it in the blender. I um, heard good things about bulletproof coffee. <laughs> yeah. And I enjoy taking enough time in the morning for my morning routines. Like I like, I like to meditate for 20 minutes Great or maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. And then prepare my coffee and uh, take the dog out. And even if my days start at eight, which they rarely do, to be honest, um, then I'll, I'll get up at six, six o'clock and, and do that. So, because it, it, it's like, it's my entry into a good day. And then I have taken care of myself and then, and then that's good. And if, if it's really tight, 
the one tiny little thing that I always squeeze in is my, my coffee, the coconut taste. What, what is the, the small thing that you could be content with? Since I'm in Florida and it's called the Sunshine State, uh, and it, 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 is, it does it justice, the name, it, it does justice to this place. And um, when I see a, a, a sunny day and everything green around me, uh, it's just, there's a lot of happiness in, in just seeing that. And it could be something as small as, um, as uh, a sunny day. That's nice. I don't yeah. know if I were to live in England. Or in Vienna. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys have a lot of cloudy days there. <laughs> yes. Cloudy days, cold days. Um, right now it's just freezing cold here. You know, they do say that um, uh, people who live in a, in a place with a lot of sunshine, they, they are less prone to, to depression. I don't know how true that is, but it's just something I've heard. Yeah, I, I, I can easily imagine because it's um, when it's cold and dark. I mean, you, you can see here in Vienna as like soon as the sun comes out and it, it starts, uh, as spring starts and it, it starts being warmer, uh, people are just way more friendly. People are smiling again and, and you, you can have a chit chat on, on the bus or on, on the metro again. And in winter, it's just everybody's like, and that, that means you just want to go in a pub and have a lot of alcohol, which leads to depression long-term. So. <laughs> well, we, 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 we love our coffee houses, so we go to the coffee house and have a lot of coffee. Thank you for taking this exciting journey with us, discovering, exploring, and questioning burnout. After listening to the entire series comprised of four podcasts, I hope that you have generated your own discussion on burnout one that fits with your needs, and one that serves you. If our talks have opened even more questions for you, please feel free to share them with Madhu by engaging on her social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or Twitter, and you are also welcome to join her Facebook group with the same name, Improvisations on Growth, and expand on this discussion. Madhu's insightful blogs can be accessed on her website under the blog tab and if you wish to email her directly, you may do so at medu at einsiedler.at. Thank you again and stay tuned for our next podcast series, which will address the short and deceivably simple question, what does it mean to be right? Curious? We look forward to bringing this new conversation to you. Until then, have fun improvising life. <laughs>